Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. So in my hand I have an apple. There's one on the screen there too. When you go to the grocery store, most of the apples look really good, right? But how do you know if it's really good on the inside or not? So oftentimes what we'll do is we'll, we'll take the apple and we'll feel around it, checking for bruises and different things like that. And, uh, but there's another way too. One, uh, many years ago I was watching a uh, cooking show and they talked about how to find the best apples. And what you do is you, you have to be able to listen to it. All right? So what you do is you, you take your fingers and you flick it next to your ear. And if, you, if it sounds hollow, that means it's soft. If it, if it sounds kind of dense, that means it's crisp, like this one should be. I'll try it later. The, um, if you ever see me in the store, in the grocery store, putting apples up to my ears, now you know what I'm doing. But, but that's how you know. When I was much younger, before I knew how to listen to an apple, I picked up an apple in my house. That's, I believe this is when I still live at my parents' house. And I, I checked it and it looked good. And I, I, I took a bite only to find, as I looked down in it, to look for where I was going to take my second bite, um, part of a worm. I didn't notice the small hole on the other side of the apple. I won't tell you what I did next, but the, uh, you see, the outside is not always an indicator of what is on the inside. We still today as a society put so much emphasis on the appearance of people. Our brand is important. Our image on social media is important. The public relations industry in the United States is now a $19 billion industry. It has grown by almost a billion a year over the last five years. Even in the midst of some cultural pushback like the Me Too movement, our visual culture still gets mesmerized by what we see and hear. I recently read a job description of the average pastor in, the, in North America, and it mentions words such as visionary, administrative, skilled, balanced, creative, leader, authentic, walk with Jesus, and so forth. But there is no mention of the word character or integrity. As for leaders, I heard a pastor once say, don't let your talent and giftings take you where your character can't keep you. That's advice we should all heed. In our gospel reading today, Jesus is talking about image, hypocrisy, integrity, and culture. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' foremost uh, sermon that found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7. And Jesus began in our reading tonight with these words, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. So simple. Don't do acts, good deeds, and such, so that people will think highly of you to build up your public relations image. 
Then Jesus gives a few examples. He says, so whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Jesus was pointing out hypocrisy, looking good on the outside but being rotten on the inside. You see, the Sermon on the Mount exposes the state of the heart. Believer, non-believer, rich, poor, male, female, it doesn't matter. We are all broken. 19th century Russian author Ivan Turgenev wrote these words. He said, I do not know what the heart of a bad man is like, but I do know what the heart of a good man is like, and it is terrible. The prophet Jeremiah said in the Old Testament, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Later in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. We all sin. We all fall short of God's glory. And yet, and yet we think we can hide it. And we might at least for a season in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of our peers, but not from God. Three times in our gospel reading, Jesus said, your father who sees in secret will reward you. God knows what we do, what we do in the open and what we do in secret. We're actually reminded of this every Sunday in our Collect for Purity. We begin worship every Sunday with this prayer. It says, Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. We are all broken. We are all sinful. And we are unable to redeem ourselves. And so we come to Ash Wednesday. A day we receive ashes on our forehead, a sign of mortality and penitence. Ash Wednesday begins the season of Lent where we practice self-examination and repentance by prayer fasting, self-denial, and reading and meditating on God's holy word. But it is also a day that we are reminded of God's favor toward us. A day that we remember that it is only by God's gracious gift that we are given everlasting life. That although we have all sinned, there is a way that has been made to receive the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus Christ, despite our brokenness, despite our sin, even though we lack belief and trust, even though we, we think we know best, Jesus Christ still went to the cross for our redemption. Jesus Christ, knowing full well who we really are, died for us so that a way would be made for us to spend eternity with him. It is by his suffering that we receive healing. It is by his wounds we receive peace. And when we truly confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, 
He fills us with his spirit so that we can have eternal life. And in his kindness, he gives us mercy. We don't receive what we deserve, but we receive mercy. And in his love, he gives us grace. We receive all that it means to be the children of God. And this is why the words from our psalm today ring so true. I want you to listen once again to part of our psalm. Close your eyes and hear the words. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so is his mercy great upon those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. As a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for those who fear him. That, that is the promise of Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is not a day to live in guilt. However, it is a day to recognize our brokenness and humanity. And it is a day we trust in God's love. It's a day we come before God and by his grace we can declare, I am human, I am dust, and yet, yet, you still love me. God loves you so much. And I pray on this day in this season of Lent that you will accept that great love of God in your life. Receive his forgiveness and grace today. I'm going to leave you with one last verse. It's a song of David that he wrote to the Lord from Psalm 17, verse 8. David wrote these words. Keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me in the shadow of your wings. You know, this apple kind of represents us a bit. Some of us have bruises and nicks. Some of us may even have a worm inside, I don't know. But we are the apple of God's eye. May that define our season of Lent. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.